I like my part. It's the show the establishment warned you about. And thank you for choosing uh, to join us today with the most listened to morning broadcast in America regarding concierge medicine. That's the Dr. Tommy Show. Yay, thank you. And I am Dr. Tommy McElroy. This is Tracy McElroy. Good morning. And we are joining you live, as always, from Wesley Chapel, where we are proud to use Atlas MD for our EMR, who is the sponsor of the Dr. Tommy Show. Atlas MD is your one-stop solution for membership medicine for software. And uh, one of the new features it has is something called a macro that is shared. And you told me about this. Mm-hmm. I did. Macros is basically hashtag. And um, so I'm going to just uh, use, for example, the Mick injections we give. Mm-hmm. So I can do hashtag Mick. Mm-hmm. And then in the comment section, I can put the lot number, expiration, um, and then, you know, one ML given um, intramuscular, you know, mm-hmm. and, and my signature. And then so when I'm doing a note, all I have to do is hashtag Mick and boom, the note it pops up. And for you membership medicine doctors out there, if you're interested in using it, you can use it for free for 60 days by going to AskDrTommy.com and clicking on special offer for Atlas MD. And so another thing you can do is personalize it. So if you have mm-hmm. a certain patient that gets a certain dose of medication, yeah. you put hashtag that patient's name or hashtag whatever, yes. and it'll come up and you'll, you don't have to. Oh, it saves so much time. It's a nice feature. And now, so in the past, you had to do your own macros. I had to do my own macros. And now we can share it. So I can just click on share with um, a coworker, teammate. I can't remember what the the terminology they use. But anyway, now every time I do one, I can share it with you. And so who is behind Atlas MD? Well, one of the people behind Atlas MD is Josh Umber. And he's made the news recently. This is from NBC. And this is from Christina Farr. It says, this doctor has been emailing Jeff Bezos for years, begging Amazon to get into health. And it talks about how Josh Umber has been emailing Jeff Bezos. And finally, um, after receiving lots of emails from uh, Dr. Umber, uh, Amazon has started working on doing what um, Dr. Umber had requested, is that Amazon get involved in the prescription medicine business for cash-paying patients. So this is exciting. Mm -hmm. It says... um, CNBC, CNBC reported in May that Amazon was working to hire a general manager to lead its push into pharmacy, a multi-billion dollar market. It has also brought on dozens of health uh, care workers, medical workers for a variety of health related business units. So thanks, Josh, for leading that effort and uh, bringing Amazon on board. Amazon is I've been ordering on Amazon since it first started. When was that? Uh, well, I remember when I was on uh when I was at UF, I was in 1998, and I was taking a class uh, English. And the guy, the the teacher, was saying, "You need to go online and buy these books. You can go to Amazon.com." And I immediately thought of a either a jungle or an Amazon uh, woman. <laughs> and uh, but it turns out Amazon was a book business at that point. But now it's obviously multi-faceted yeah. retail facility and it's yes. growing and taking over it's all everything isn't it funny you you know when you first came about amazon and we were talking yesterday at dinner about yeah. your brother fred yeah telling you about hey you need to go online yeah. and get on this thing it's well he didn't say go online he said go on the computer oh go on the computer and sign up for this thing called hotmail and then yeah. you can get email and i can send you messages i'm like okay whatever that sounds like cool we yeah can do that. i think at that time we had pagers i can't even remember that was 1996 
<laughs> now is it UF? So funny because uh, now we just take for granted. We can email, we can fax, yeah. and we can text and and um, we communicate through our, our medical records with our patients. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just makes communication so easy. I remember back when I started at UF, they had a. I started a general chemistry class and we had a quiz. And the teacher said, okay, I want you guys to go on to the internet, or maybe he's called it the World Wide Web. I can't remember. <laughs> and he wrote this big, long uh, address out. It probably had like slash, question mark, A, hyphen, all this other underscore. Anyway, you're supposed to type in this big, long email or big, long, long URL, and then it's going to lead you to where you, it's a plain white page where you just scour the page and it has like your last four digits and it has another number to it. And that was... We were like, holy cow, this is awesome. Because what you used to have to do then, and uh, for this, for the millennials listening, you used to have to go down to like wherever your class was and look, they like post them on a board somewhere. And mm-hmm. you'd have to go look in this glass case and be like, oh, cool, or oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Got a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, don't know if we'll get to all of it. One of the things I wanted to cover, something I touched on last week, was talking about healthcare and why healthcare is expensive. And, uh, you know, healthcare is expensive for a couple of reasons. One is inefficiency. Two is to maintain the social order in medicine or healthcare. And the social order in healthcare says that you have multiple intermediaries who are going to allow you to uh, basically see the doctor. So back in the old days, you used to go see a doctor. You feel sick. Mom and dad gathered you up or whoever took you to the doctor. You went in, you saw the doctor, you got a shot. Uh, he gave you a lollipop. They it paid them 20 bucks and out the door you went way too way too easy now now that's 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 old-fashioned now we have to have cards we have to have networks we have to have authorizations we have to, most importantly we have to have cpt codes mm-hmm. and icd-9 codes and now even more importantly we have to make sure that doctor knows what he's doing because back in the old well, days mm-hmm. when you went in to get that shot there was no internet to review that doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. so you couldn't internet review the doctor so that's bad obviously and the other thing is, how did we know that doctor was supposed to give that shot? I know you didn't. You just you, said, maybe I should trust this man with my well, life. Maybe he's a doctor and he knows what yeah, he's doing. But yeah. now, thankfully, our our betters in Washington, D.C. have constructed a whole panoply of things you can do. So you have to do click boxes and check boxes and you have to do all types of different things. And you have to uh, meet um, what's called quality measures. And so it's much better now because now we can have the government or Washington, D.C. tell us uh, if we did it right or not, and then pay the doctor based on whether they did it right. Mm-hmm. Because doctors, I mean, what is a doctor? Doctor does what? Well, you are a, um, what do they call you guys? Provider. Provider. Right. So, yeah, let's use the terminology provider. So providers, providers. Let's say I'm an eight-year provider because that means I went to eight years of college. So I'm an eight-year provider, medical provider. So what did I do? I went to high school, Okay. Then I said, well, I want to become a doctor. So then I went to undergraduate at the University of Florida. I graduated from the University of Florida with a degree in microbiology. And uh, then I said, well, I want to go to medical school. So while I was at UF, I went to, uh, I did things like I volunteered. I, I learned about medicine. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't getting involved in something that was not going to be right for me. So I, I did a lot of things outside of, um, um, outside of going to school to expose myself to medicine. And then in school, I did very well. I had like a 3.79 at UF, which I'm proud of because it's extremely hard in microbiology. And uh, so then I applied to med school and I got in. I think it's like, I don't know what the percentage is, a very low few percent of people get into med school. 
Then I went through med school and then I did residency. So that's three years of training. And then I did a fellowship in sports medicine. So that's another year of training. And so I did all this. And, but when I get here and to see patients here, we're doing things wrong. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Cause here we operate outside of the government mandated system that is expensive because we don't have insurance paying so us. No, well, that's true. There's no one here to monitor us. The only person paying us is the patient that walks through the door. And so when they do that, we don't have check boxes. So Atlas MD doesn't have a place for me to check. Um, who does this person sleep with? Mm -hmm. What color is this person? Uh, what do they identify with as far as, uh, you know, who knows? Do they use guns or not in their home? Do they have guns? You know, all these things I don't put into my EMR mm -hmm. unless it's pertinent, unless it's necessary. And mm -hmm. so we have a probably a less effective way to do patient see patients here and because so it's cheaper okay so what we need is a, a more elaborate system so that's what we have we have the healthcare system now where you wait so if you see the doctor you call the doctor and you say what i need to see a doctor I, i'm gonna call you uh hello uh, yes uh this is uh tommy McElroy. i need to see the doctor i'm sorry what is your name again McElroy. I was I was just there last week. Okay. How do you spell your name? M C E L R O Y. All right. What's your date of birth? Three thirty one seventy eight. And who's your doctor? It's Doctor Smith, but I think he left. Okay. Let me see if I can find you. I was just there uh, last okay. week. Can you spell your last name one more time? M C E L R O Y. All right. I found you. Okay. okay. I can now. What do you? What is it you want? Well, I just want to come and talk to the doctor about. Uh, I think my testosterone may be low. Okay. Well, I can see, I can get you scheduled. Uh, looks like maybe in three weeks. How's a Friday at four o'clock sound? Um, um, November 15th. I'm out of town. And uh, actually, I was a little bit concerned because I've been reading about it. And I know it's not an emergency, but I, I really would like to see him a little bit sooner if that's possible. Well, um, I mean, no. I've been his patient for five years. Yeah, it's not possible. I can get you in with the nurse practitioner or the PA. Someone Do they know about testosterone? Not a whole lot. Well, why would I see them then? <laughs> we could go on and on. This is so fun. Anyway, so, that's, <laughs> so we do things differently. But uh, all that's to say is why is healthcare so expensive? Because we don't have all the systems in place to allow people to excess medical care in the way that is done on the outside world. So you say, well, medical care is expensive, so we have to have health insurance to help pay for it. Because health insurance is used for things that you cannot afford. So our insurance agent, Farm Bureau, Thomas Hale, says that you should insure things that are that you cannot afford to replace. So I, if you if you can afford to replace, let's say, a car that you don't drive as much or you're not that worried about you should not insure it for the full value you should insure it for liability but uh, you shouldn't insure it for the value or if you have a wedding ring and you can afford to replace it maybe you shouldn't insure that mm -hmm. so that's what insurance is used for in the regular world but in medical care since healthcare is so complicated and expensive you get a card that tells you this is how your who your doctor is this is what your copay is mm -hmm. and don't worry about what the cost of it is because it's just this is the network's going to pay for this mm -hmm. And so what? So healthcare is expensive. So people can't afford it, right? So thankfully, what came along was in 2008, the government came along and they said, well, we need the Affordable Care Act. It's just what I said, affordable care. We, patients can't afford to see a doctor. They're dying in the streets. Uh, people are going without treatment because they can't afford medical care. This fancy, complex system we have, they can't afford it. It's very good. And, and, it's awesome. And literally, but they just can't afford it. And literally, that is... 
I know that, you know, some people might think you're being dramatic about people dying in the streets, but literally people are being diagnosed with cancer and they have nowhere to turn. We know some personally. And we do. And yes, we're speaking from personal experience. A patient did not qualify for Obamacare, could not afford private insurance, private health care. And so he had to come up with $8,000 out of his pocket. Now, most people cannot do that. And he actually ended up getting the money from someone else. How many people can just come up with $8,000 for the first visit? So why does it cost $8,000? Yeah. So why does it cost $8,000? Well, all of these systems that are in place to ensure quality, mm -hmm. all these people that we have to pay. And also, the important thing is, is all of the administrators we have to pay to ensure that medical care is delivered appropriately mm -hmm. and to pay some doctors inflated salaries. Mm -hmm. All these things go in to make healthcare expensive. Mm -hmm. So healthcare is expensive, right? Been made expensive. And But how are we going to fix it? Well, we're going to do the Affordable Care Act. So that means we're going to have everyone's going to be able to get insurance, right? Well, you, well that's going the way to make affordable. it sound, right? But sometimes, what if you get insurance and you can't afford it? What if you want to buy insurance and you can't afford it? Yeah, what do you do? Well, this is what Max Baucus's solution was. So this is in, uh, around 2008 when they were going to pass uh, Affordable Care Act. So this is what Max, Max Baucus had to say. He's a Democrat from Montana. This is also a, an income shift. It's a shift... It's a leveling to help lower income, middle income Americans. Too often, too a bunch of late, the last couple, three years, the maldistribution of income America has, has gone up way too much. The wealthy are getting way, way too wealthy. Oh, way too and the middle income class is left behind. Way Wages have not kept up with the increased income of the highest income Americans. This legislation will have the effect of addressing that maldistribution of income in America because health care is now a right for all Americans and because health care is now affordable uh, for all Americans. Well, okay. so, it's affordable. For, so we also know, speaking from experience, that I've been trying to find insurance mm -hmm. and it is virtually impossible. Well, because you're one of the people who's left everyone behind. That's true. I'm way up there and I'm so wealthy. Wait, no, no, wait, maybe I should... Maybe we should ask one of somebody that's really, really wealthy because it's not fair that they've become so wealthy. Right. Because I'm kind of in the middle. Right. You're you're wealthy, but not so wealthy. Yeah. So, so maybe you should get some of that, but you don't qualify yet. That's right. So here's the other thing. So all of you uh, single parents out there or, or working parents who are married, all of you that go to work every week, has your income prices for insurance gone up or down? Raise your hand if it's gone up. Okay. You are gone up because you are one of the wealthy. You're the ones that Max Bacchus wants to take money from mm -hmm. to feed this monster mm -hmm. that is supposedly giving you health care services that you would not otherwise get. Because mm -hmm. you couldn't come into our office and get health care. You can't come into our office and get a CBC for $4.50. You can't come into our office and pay to see us for a year for the same amount of money that most people spend on eating out. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. But... If you uh, if you if you make too much money, uh, you're not going to qualify for a subsidy. So all you people out there who raise your hand if your insurance went up, guess what? Max Bacchus, you're one of the wealthy mm -hmm. because the price is going to go. He's going to level the field. So what do you level it to? I mean, if you're ever out there, if you're working the garden, right? You're working the garden, you dig a hole, and then you got to level it, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know some people their insurance price has gone up. Everyone's. Yeah. How are they wealthy? Who did they level it to? What did they do with the money? Mm -hmm. Where is the money? Where is all the money that's going to these premiums? Mm -hmm. And why? So why is that? 
Anyway, just some food for thought. Those are so income redistribution. Next time you hear that, think about it. Is is your income going to be redistributed? And are you really wealthy? According to Max Bacchus, if you got redistributed to someone else, then probably you are wealthy. So pat yourself on the back. Anyway, uh, what else is there? Is uh, we we're going to talk about. Uh, I was going to talk about this. Uh, Tom Price got canned from. Uh, the Health and Human Services. You I saw that? Mm-mm. So Tom Price was the uh, guy who was a uh, uh, Health and Human Services secretary, and he got um, fired, basically. And the, the reason for it was apparently because he was flying on charter flights, on private flights, charging the government for charging taxpayers. cost a million dollars. Okay. Eight months worth, and they fired him. So that's the, that's the reason. Now, how much money does it cost to fly commercial compared to charter flights? Probably much, much cheaper. Um, so it cost him. So they fired him. But my question is, is, is that really why they fired him? Because if, if they fired him for that, that is, uh, a very minuscule part of what the government, do you know how much mm-hmm. the government spends on borrowing money just to stay in business? Oh, I know. It's about a million dollars a minute. Yeah. I was going to say a trillion, but, uh, well, it's a million dollars a minute. The government borrows just to stay in business. Mm-hmm. The government borrows, I think it's. I think it's forty percent of every dollar that it spends a government borrows. So if Tom Tom uh, Price, who was fired for Health and Human Services Secretary, uh, was fired ostensibly because he took flights. Now my question is, with the health care reform on the on the front page of every newspaper and everything, as far as one of the things that needs to be passed, um, one of the things that when uh, when uh, Trump was elected, was talking about repealing the Affordable Care Act, and the Affordable Care Act is favored by the medical establishment, by and large. Of course, uh, yes. it's it, it it's a way to make sure that people get paid who would otherwise maybe not get paid, either because mm-hmm. the patients didn't go to the doctor or get paid more than they would have got paid if the patients went to the doctor, so and, and had to pay with their own cash. So my question for this is, I'm going to make a prediction: Will the next Health and Human Services Secretary? be more in favor of appeal repeal of the affordable care act or less in favor well we'll see i think less in favor but that's just my prediction uh what else we're going to talk about um i don't know if i want to talk about this gun massacre thing uh so las vegas gun uh gunman killed 59 people so far and injured over 500 during a country music festival and this was uh this was what two days ago, three days ago, Sunday. Sunday. I think it was Sunday. A music festival, a weekend. I think it was a three-day music festival. So it happened over the weekend, um, and I believe Sunday was the day that. Let's push off. So Sunday was the day that this happened, and uh, so since then we've had a lot of news and, and a lot of push for new measures to control gun violence. And my question for this is, why did he kill those people? Well. In my opinion, clearly he is an evil man. Okay. Possibly went uh, mentally. He has, a, a, you know, I don't know if he had a mental breakdown or not, but to me this was all premeditated. So he had a plan. You know, he had it all organized. Uh, just a, a very evil man. So we had a patient in earlier today who was talking about in the 60s, there was a, a, a someone who shot, I think it was in you know, Texas, University of Texas, one of the University of Texas mm-hmm. Um, one of the universities in Texas went up into a, a tower and started shooting people. And um, that was another uh, example of a, a madman. So my question is for this. P- 
people are, are, are shooting people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in other parts of the country, people are in this country too, running over people in cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma City blowing people up with fertilizer. This gentleman had fertilizer also, and apparently in his car. Maybe that was part two of his plan. Uh, what else did they do? Uh, well, they use what us, you know, besides guns, they also they use knives. Knives. So knives and bombs, cars. People people also use handguns that are not people use revolvers to kill people that are not semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. In Chicago alone, I think uh, I saw that over the weekend there were 17 people killed in Chicago, in one city. And so my question is 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 what is the problem with the culture of death and destruction in the United States? And across the world, society in general. And why is it seemingly increasing? Well, uh, it does seem like it's increasing. I don't know if it really is increasing. I mean, I know this. Or are we the, just more aware of it? I think it's, we, it's a little of both. We are yeah. more aware of it because of the, because of the media. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the 1960s, of course, you know, it was reported, but it's not all over the news like like it is now. Mm-hmm. It's on Twitter, it's on Facebook, it's on all social media. Every news channel is broadcasting it. So I think that there's more media coverage than back in, you is, know, back in the 1960s. Now, is that good or bad for the media? Or is it not matter? Well, we know it's good for the media because I mean, they're getting more ratings. People are watching. So, is that if that is true, then why But there's always been there's always been evil people. You so, know, what I mean? there's always. I know this is the, the largest mass shooting, but there has always been evil people. Let's let's back up a little bit, okay? If this gentleman, asshole, let's say instead of gentleman, had decided to rather than shoot people, blow them up with a fertilizer bomb, mm-hmm. would there be the same amount of outcry from Jimmy Kimmel? Well, we know that's not likely. Well, why? What difference? Well, because is they're it? against guns. So a lot there because this particular man chose to use uh, would he guns. be a sad who knows you know it's hard to tell what jimmy kimball he cries over everything so well my, that's but my anyway, question but, is the problem the problem with guns or the decay of the the civil society or is it the problem that there's a decay of civil society and a celebration of it even though it's not celebrated by people who seek to use it for their own personal good right Yes, that's what that's what I'm trying to figure out is, you know, well, we know that there's a lot of people that's, you know, for gun control, him being one being one. So, yes, he is going to use this to his benefit to help support his, you know, belief in more gun control. So if, but if yes, yeah, so you're right. But if he had a bomb though and blew those people up with a bomb, we would not would be the talking media, about trying to ban bombs. No, but would the media be as upset about it? I think that initially they would, but it would blow over quickly, I think. There was a shooting recently in, at the church? in the church. We didn't hear much about it. What else was going on in the news at the time? Something else. I don't know. But the church shooting took place in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Somebody shot up a church. We don't hear anything about it. We haven't. I heard about it from CRTV and yeah. Breitbart, but I did not hear any. I mean, yeah, you're right. It happened to be a black man shot up a church. Yes, a mother of, uh, of children now. and... A couple children, and yes, we did not hear much Why about it. Why isn't that covered? Does it matter to the media if the you color of the shooter and, is you, white or black? Well, yeah, you know they pick and choose. Why is that? Because and they why like do people to tear watch the, world, the media? They like to tear us all apart. And yeah, people, that, is, that's what my pe- point is. is people, what is the greater good that comes... people feed into it. What is the greater good that comes from that? Is there a greater good? that, Or is it the media as a whole 
seeking and, and political opportunist mm-hmm. seeking to constantly instigate agitation. I was looking at CNN. I think so, and, and people feed into it. They love it. Last week, two weeks ago, what was the major problem in America? Two weeks ago? Or the last 10 days or whatever. I don't know. There's so the much. The Star-Spangled Banner. Oh, yeah. The National Anthem. <laughs> That's right. Now, if you go on CNN right now, go, go to CNN.com on your computer, do Control-F, and type in Neil. Zero. You'll get zero. Mm-hmm. Fast forward or rewind 10 days ago. Hit that or, or just Google it, Neil. They have whitewashed it like it never happened. It went into the memory hole. That back, that kind of backfired on them a little bit. And that, and that's what I'm saying is, so so what happened? So they mm-hmm. so they made this big thing about the National Anthem. Look, I'm not even going to get to the point about whether they kneeled or not or why they didn't kneel. Let's say they were kneeling because of chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just pick that. Mm-hmm. Let's say there was a chocolate ice cream lobby and, and players were kneeling because they did or did not like chocolate ice cream. I'm not even going to pick which way they did it. But let's say there was a chocolate ice cream lobby and people were kneeling because of chocolate ice cream for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then let's say that the chocolate ice cream, let's say, had a lot of sponsors. Let's say there was a chocolate ice cream league Mm -hmm. that people tuned into every Sunday. And then there was there was networks that were dedicated to the, let's say, the confectioner uh, uh, programming network, CFN. And chocolate ice cream was a big thing. And let's say they thought we're going to make a stand. We're going to make a social uh, move. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, and then they started kneeling and the chocolate ice cream sales just went through the floor. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're in the media and you're saying that your buddies in the media are telling you, stop talking about the protest about chocolate ice cream. Stop. Mm -hmm. You're killing our sales. Yes. If you had integrity, if you felt really strongly about chocolate ice cream, what would you say? I'm going to do it anyway. Yes. I'm going to do it anyway. I, just, I believe in this strongly. I believe, yes. But what's happened with the NFL? <laughs> That's Nothing. because the people in the end, these men kneeling, they don't even know what they're kneeling for. Or maybe they do. But I the point is, is the media is not covering it. The media is not covering it, number one. And number two, I don't think they even know. Half of them don't even know what they're kneeling for. So that's, that's my point. Is if you go through your life on a day-to-day basis and you tune into the media, the media, if you're not careful, will cause you to have a bad day. That's right. You ever hear people say, you know, I went on vacation and I turned off my phone and it was wonderful mm-hmm. to get a break from all of it. Yeah. It's garbage. A lot of it's garbage. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's meant to make you hate your neighbor. Yeah. A lot of it's made, meant to make you feel so pissed off about your neighbor, about a statue, about <laughs> a national anthem, about chocolate ice cream, about slavery. Well, we know about anything. Are, we know people are very fragile these days. And they're 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 triggering you. And if you let them, they will trigger you. And they're using you for your money. Mm-hmm. They're using you for your money. I don't think a lot of people think that. I think they think that the media is just out there. They're the friend. Yeah, just they're just out there reporting inform- it. They're, they're, they're informing calling them. The ball, strikes mm-hmm. and balls and everything. But the media has a narrative. And whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a conservative, whether you're a communist, whether you're a libertarian, whether you're... Uh, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, whether you're black, whether you're white, they will find some way to trigger you one way or the other. And they're going to do it so they can get into your pocket. Yes, absolutely. And even turn you against your neighbor about health care, which doesn't cost as much as it should cost or doesn't cost as much as it is. And that's also used against you. Mm-hmm. So if you say that, look, I don't believe the Affordable Care Act really helped people. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, it's actually made things worse overall. You know what you are? You hate poor people. You hate poor people and you want people to die of cancer. Mm-hmm. And you're a piece of garbage. 
Eh, well, lighthearted well, fair today, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, on a on a happier note. Oh, my goodness, we're gonna have to call back. On a happier note, I wanted to um, share this recipe. Who doesn't love nachos? We love nachos. We love nachos. We're pro nacho. I will never <laughs> kneel for the national anthem over nachos. I won't either. I will stand proudly for nachos. <laughs> this is mini bell pepper loaded. Even though turkey. I have a hard line against carbs on occasion, <laughs> even though I am anti-carb for nachos, I will make. Well, you're going to love this recipe because okay. because I know you don't like carb. Well, you like carbohydrates, but our bodies do not I'm like. Anti, I'm anti. You know, I'm a I'm a carb bigot. <laughs> this is instead of using chips, mm -hmm. you use bell peppers. Okay. So many bell peppers loaded turkey nachos, and we'll post this. We'll we'll load this up uh, to the internet. We'll do it on Facebook on Echelon Health. Yeah. So instead of using and the chips, we'll that, share it at TampaDirectCare.com under recipes. Go so ahead. instead of using the chips that you normally would use for nachos, uh -huh. use sliced bell peppers. Okay. And use them as your base. And then the turkey burger, um, the garlic, cilantro, you know, all your seasonings, your tomatoes, your cheese, your sour cream. So read off the directions I, real quick. Okay. Pre, um, let's see. Um, add onion, garlic, and cilantro and saute two minutes to the turkey. Um, add a cup of tomato sauce, chicken broth. Mix well and simmer on medium for about five minutes. And then meanwhile, arrange your mini peppers in a single layer. Cut side Mini up. peppers just means they're cut. Well, you can buy mini bell peppers. Oh, yeah. Those are expensive. Yes. I like them, though. I think they're a little sweeter. Well, if you're one of the wealthy that can afford to pay full price for oh, insurance, I'm wealthy. Yes, then you can buy expensive. those. I will just cut up bell peppers. <laughs> anyway, cut side up, put them close together, and then fill each with the cooked turkey mixture. Uh, and then top them with shredded cheese, jalapeno slices, if you want. I, I love jalapeno. Um, and then bake to eight, ten, eight to ten minutes in the oven, and basically until the cheese is melted. And then remove from the oven and top with black olives, sour cream, and cilantro. Show them the picture. Here's Sounds a little so picture. delicious. Where will I show it's so it? So small, Here? right there. Okay. See. Let's get a little closer. Oops. Oh, the other way. There. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, we'll put a we'll put the we'll put it up. But it looks so good. <clears throat> now I love chips with you know I love chips and nachos. But this is a good option. Yeah. Um, let me see if it gives um this, this these what low about, carb nachos are loaded with turkey, taco meat, cheese, and all your favorite nacho toppings. Well, back to oh hold on a second. Um, it says here, uh, protein eighteen grams of protein mm -hmm. per serving. Um, let's see, calories one hundred eighty seven, total fat eleven, cholesterol sixty two milligrams, carbohydrates six point five. What about for those Americans out there who are not so uh, cold hearted and evil as to massacre poor, poor animals and eat their flesh? Is there an alternative for them? <laughs> well, of course, you can use, um, what is it called? Um, tofu. Probably use like. black beans, too. You could use black beans. I think black beans might take it too, uh, might make it too soggy. Well, I don't know. You know you can, the thing with black beans, though, they are a little bit crunchy yeah. in the can, so just don't boil them. Yeah, that's true. So just leave them the way they are, right out of the can, and mm -hmm. put them on. Uh, you can use tofu also. That's not a, we're not a fan of tofu in our home. My daughter doesn't like it. Yeah. And um, but anyway, black beans is what we would probably use. Or you could use refried beans also if you wanted to. I mean, heck, you can I go do mush, whatever you I think want. Refried beans would be too mushy. I think you're right though. Use canned beans. Don't heat them up first. Yeah. And just let them go. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're gonna make these. Good. Sounds so good. This fall's coming around. If you notice that your skin's changing like mine, and you're getting like sinus headache or whatever that's that's a sign of the fall oh, fall I allergies fall. i've got a headache yes i've had a headache for two days but fall is my favorite Claritin, season zyrtec and allegra 
are all equally effective uh, over-the-counter antihistamines. They're supposed to be all non-drowsy because they're second generation. Supposedly, but I cannot take them but, during the day. Yeah, you can try it. Take it at night, maybe. Also, another option is Singular, mm-hmm. uh, which is a prescription drug, which is a leukotriene antagonist. So what that means, or blocker or something like that. Anyway, leukotrienes are is another chemical. Like my nose is itching. Leukotrienes is another chemical that can cause allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just having nasal symptoms, try some like a nasal steroid. And what, maybe a humidifier in your bed if you need to. Also, change your air conditioner filters. Mm-hmm. Um, and pets too they can have problems with skin allergies so if you notice your pet starting to have problems and uh, that's the issue um, see this is a doctor show it is yes we do talk about medicine that's occasionally right. anyway I just love fall it's my favorite season if the weather feels nice outside I just want to I want to make everything with pumpkin in it yeah. join should, join us for fit club now that it's not uh, yes. thousand degrees for all Monday and for, Thursday yeah, 6, so 6 p.m. all the patients that have told me we got several new patients we're gonna come join over the last few weeks so hopefully if you're watching we'll see you we have one coming tomorrow he's gonna stay and do fit club yeah it's gonna be fun we have a uh last time we did a run to the store which is about a half a mile run for most of us a lot of people out there it's not a big deal but for some of us it's you were you did it in like four minutes yeah but it it was not fun yeah but you're a fast runner yeah despite Um, my short legs Yes, you do. I was have talking to one of our, short legs. one of our patients this morning who uh, is Scott Irish too. So I'm Scott Irish. Doesn't look like it, but my father redheaded, and our family name the McElroy side goes back to. I was just looking on Ancestry.com. We are, I think, the first American or first McElroy born in America was like 17 something or another, 1780. Anyway, go back to Scotland and Ireland. So anyway, his point was he says he thinks it runs in the genes, Scott Irish genes. Oh, really? Short legs. My dad has short legs. I have short legs. Your brother. He has short legs. I feel like Aiden has short legs. Fred has short legs. Well, no, Mm. Fred is... Well, I don't know. He may be Scott Irish. I don't know. Yeah. But I think all you do have this... You know, you all have short legs. I mean, I think think Kaylee's legs are about as long as yours. Yeah. Well, it's the the cross I bear, you know. Maybe one day Congress will make a uh, cutout for people with short legs, you know. (laughs) Maybe one day we will, like Max Bacchus, will throw in with us. You know, the other thing I was talking about is, you know, talking about division. So it's not just the media. Think about the political parties. Mm-hmm. Think about politics, identity politics, identity politics. You know, they they group you into groups. I mean, do you feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be grouped into a group just based on the way I look, what I do with... You know, who I have sex with, mm. um, what my heritage is. Uh, I wouldn't want to be grouped like that. I don't like that. I find it insulting. I find it patronizing and yeah. I find it insulting. And uh, I don't know. I just short leg Americans. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can't all run fast. I mean, they're going to group us all together like we run fast. You know, who knows? Maybe we don't. <laughs> it's just oh, whatever. Well, you actually do run fast considering your short legs. Tom Petty has passed away he is a yes. native of Gainesville and Tom Petty is probably as far as recent I, I, I was just talking the other day <clears throat> although Tom Petty was 66 I felt like he was more of my generation than the the classic rock people I consider but he wasn't that much younger than people that were in Led Zeppelin Rolling mm-hmm. Stones but he did feel like he was part of our generation maybe because I grew up listening to you know 
as long as I can remember. And, um, you know, whether it be from the 80s and 90s until 2000, I saw Tom Petty twice. And uh, unfortunately, he died of a cardiac arrest and was taken to the hospital. And then uh, CBS erroneously reported that he was deceased when, in fact, he wasn't. But we should rely on CBS to report everything else completely accurately. Anyway, so he did pass away. And um, I feel like a lot of people liked Tom Petty because... No who, no one. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say they don't like Tom Petty. Yeah. They don't enjoy his music. I, and, and I think... Um, uh, it's a big loss for the music business or the music industry or whoever because so many did people did connect with it. I guess maybe too because I went to UF and a lot of people at UF, you know, felt like, you know, Tom Petty was, you know, he's a native son. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of pride in that. Mm -hmm. So this is a song from Tom Petty. It's not as well known. Uh, it's called Rebels. It was actually redone by Drive By Truckers. And, uh, but this is a song called Rebels, came off of the uh, album Southern Accents, and this is from the 80s. And um, if you want to hear more of the Ask Dr. Tommy show, go to uh, iTunes and subscribe. Also go to YouTube and you can subscribe. And if you like it, like it, give a thumbs up. And if you don't like it, give a thumbs down because you can never be successful unless a lot of people hate you too. I don't too. want thumbs down. I don't care. Don't give us any thumbs down. Yeah, don't bother me. <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, so but if you like it, share it or whatever. We really appreciate you listening and we appreciate all of your uh, input and uh, hopefully you find something uh, useful out of it. And this is Tom Petty, and this is Rebels. And until next time, bye-bye.